Good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome to CF Paris Christian Fellowship Church. Glad to have you here.
God, we thank you. We thank you so much for the free gift that you gave, Lord. We thank you for bringing us through everything you delivered us from, every, every mess that you pulled us out of, Lord. We thank you that you desire a relationship with us, Lord. I thank you that you just give it free.
Father, we are so, so
What's up, CF Paris? We're so glad you're here today. Got a few announcements coming at you. Today, after church, is our CF students hamburger fundraiser. So it'll be $7 and you get a hamburger, a pickle, a bag of chips, and a drink. Super simple, super easy, um, and for great cause for our CF students trip in October. Um, you can take it to go, eat it here, whatever's easiest for you. We're looking forward to that. We're also doing candy drop-off for trunk or treat. You can leave it in the tubs out in the lobby, correct? Mm -hmm. All right. And you could also ship it here. So mm -hmm. on like if you're on Amazon or something and you're and you're putting in the address, you can ship it straight to church. What's the address again? 3410 North Main Street. What? <laughs> Um, and just a reminder, we are still doing community groups. The majority of them are kicking off this week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I don't even know. There's, there's groups all the time. So get signed up for one if you haven't. That's it. That's it. And I think feels that way. <laughs> um, all right, I'm trying to reconnect to the screen behind me. It's not reconnecting. I'm so sorry. It's, I will, uh, yeah. I, I, uh, I try and prepare beforehand, but sometimes, sometimes it just happens where it doesn't work out. All right, so guys, listen, the, the last few weeks we've been in a series that, uh, that we've called Know the Way. And... <laughs> Man, uh, this is, uh, it, it, it's quite honestly just been something that's been on my heart for a while now, realizing that uh, I, I think a lot of us, we, we know, we know, we know the truths. I, I once heard it said, somebody, somebody said the, the, the distance between making it into heaven is, is usually about that much. It's the distance between your head and your heart. And, and as I've been pondering these thoughts, these moments, the, the realizing that, that I've studied the truth, I've learned the truth, I, where have I, have I hidden my heart? I can, I can quote something when I need to. But do I live the way that he lived? Or do I just talk the talk? I, I think a lot of us really have gotten to a place in our Christianity where it's, it's more comfortable to just talk the talk than to truly live the way that he lived. So we've been learning how we as followers of Christ can, can learn not just understand the truths that Jesus said. Again, the truths are important. The truth will set you free, Scripture says. But it's also learning how to live the way that he lived. The, uh, the title of today's message um, is born really out of uh, sheer opportunity as well as complete geekdom. I don't know if geekdom is a word, but I've created a word. When, when I first read in Luke and, and started to understand that the very first early Christians were called followers of the way, not Christians, not uh, anything else that we can come up with, but they were initially, Luke wrote that they were initially called followers of the way. In my mind, I knew immediately what was missing in Scripture. Yes, I know nothing's missing in Scripture, but I'm almost certain that although 
Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John forgot to add it that every time Jesus spoke, every time, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son, that he would end with, this is the way. For you that don't know, too bad. Um, yes, it's a Star Wars little slide in there, but look, I, I, I mean, it, maybe, like, and, and maybe even better than Jesus just finishing his line with, this is the way, would be the, all the disciples, all the followers, like, in immediate unison, this is the way. Like, it, it, w- it would have been amazing. I mean, some of you aren't geeks, and it's really sad. <laughs> like, I hear that, and I might, my, my, just, ooh, yeah, I'm just like, oh, I get excited. All right, never mind. I don't know if you could hear that online, but it, it's, it sounds amazing to me. All right, so, so joking aside, um, I, I, with, with this whole series, Know the Way, I, I've been in search of, of a simple scripture that would, in essence, summarize this is the way, the way of Jesus. And today what I want to do is I want to share with you, I found a scripture, and within this scripture I found three points. And I want to share with you three points that I think will truly help each and every one of us to maintain, to know that that this is the way. Because a lot of times in life, like I said in week one, what we end up doing is, is we just start going our own way. And along the path of our own way, we, we think, well, well, look, God, if you're tending to take me here, then this must be the best way to get there. And, and sometimes God takes you to a dead end. And our tendency is to say, no, 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 God, that's not the right way. We got to go this way. And so we go our way instead of his way. And, and what we end up realizing is our way is, man, it's a mess. Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2 say this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, you know, Obi-Wan, Yoda, Hans. I mean, come on, guys. I'm kidding. All right, so we know, we know we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. So then what do we do? Let us throw off everything that hinders, the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. This is the way. That was, man, you are not geeks, and it is really disappointing. Like when I say this is the way, you've got to come back and we all in unison say this is the way, and then I won't do it again. If you don't do it, I'm going to keep asking. So... So for my benefit, just once, let's try it, let's practice it. And if you're online, if you're tuning in, you type it in. (laughs) This is the way. way. (laughs) Oh, somebody's going to start a rumor tomorrow. That pastor out there, he's got them all chanting, this is the way. Um. In looking at this scripture, guys, I I, I really do believe that, that, I mean, this, this scripture is a... This needs to be one of your top scriptures. You memorize, you look at it, you put it on your refrigerator. Uh, but walk with me with, 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 as we look through this. Look, it, the very first thing I see about the way, the way of Jesus, 
the line there, it says, throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And, and in my mind, I've always associated, or, or when I've heard this scripture, I've always placed my emphasis on the wrong syllable. I have looked at this line and I have focused on the sin that so easily entangles. And it does. I mean, it's the very things that I think I can handle that I look at. And I, can, I can manage this. I can do this. I can handle this. This is, I, I'm not sinning. I'm just kind of, you know, whatever. And, and all of a sudden, it just it entangles. And before you recognize it, before you even realize it, you're in so deep that you feel like you can't even get out. But, but what if it's not your sin that's hindering you? That, that line doesn't focus initially on the sin. Look at it. It says, let's throw off everything that hinders. Maybe for you, you're, you're not doing anything bad. You're just busy. Not enough time on the calendar to, to, to scribble in time to be in relationship with Christ. Maybe for others, you're simply just comfortable. Your way is, it's good, it's, it's manageable, and it's, it's, it's comfortable. And, and you're sitting there going, God, look, I, I like my friends, I like my things, I like what I've got going on. I, I don't think I want to change. What is it that's hindering you? For others in the room, it's your hurt. Hurts that, that you haven't healed from. Maybe, maybe it was something traumatic that, that happened, and, and through it all, you, you can't let go of how bad somebody hurt you. Or maybe as well, you, maybe even worse, you're stuck in a lie that you believe about yourself because of that event. Some of you, you're stuck in unforgiveness. Your hindrance, it's, it's the very unforgiveness that you're holding on to. And, and they did. They did you wrong. I'm not denying it. I'm not arguing it. But what I will say is you can't hold on to it. That's not the way. Because Jesus didn't die for us to stay stuck. Galatians uh, 5.1, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. Let me, let, me, uh, let me give you a great example. So I, I'm assuming most of us have probably heard the story of Lazarus. Lazarus was the best friend, a best friend of Jesus. Scripture tells us that Lazarus, Mary, and Martha, they were dear, deep friends of Jesus. Lazarus dies, and Jesus, it, it, Scripture says, tarries, takes his time. Jesus comes back four days later, and... and he comes up to the tomb, he comes up into the town, and as he greets his friends, there's, there's, there's this raw emotion that's going on. They're hurting. And moved by compassion through this whole thing, he ends up, he gets out to the gravesite, and he, he looks at the tomb, and he says, roll the tomb away. Roll the stone away. 
I, we know the story Lazarus is brought to life. Jesus does something. I mean, it's radical. It's crazy. They buried this man, and now Jesus says, roll the stone away. And out of that very moment, from death into life, Lazarus comes walking from, from darkness into light. From, from Man, guys, he was dead, and now he's alive. Only Jesus, only Jesus can do that. Only Jesus can bring about life. Only Jesus can bring about salvation. Now, we know that story. But do you know the next line? Jesus' next words. Scripture tells us that Jesus says, roll the stone away. Lazarus, come forth. And all of a sudden, Lazarus comes walking out of the tomb. Now, in my mind, that's amazing. And then you read Luke eleven forty two, And you realize that Lazarus, although alive, was still hindered by his grave clothes. Still hindered by the things, the very things that were holding him back just moments before. <laughs> Man. Uh, so Jesus, in, in Luke eleven forty two, Luke writes that Jesus looks at him and says, unwrap him, let him go. Another version says, take the grave clothes off of him, let him go. How, how true is that for us? How true is that for you, for me? Jesus gives us new life, man. The, the old is gone. Behold, all things have become new. Ah, but I'm still wrapped up in my grave clothes. Going about my every day. Man, Jesus is free and you should check it out. It's awesome. Have you heard about Jesus? Oh, man. We walk along. The old is gone. Everything is brand new, and, and, and we're still wrapped up in the very things that were hindering us just moments before. Uh, man, we, over the last few weeks, we've been pushing our, our community groups. And, guys, this, this, part of why we, we push these so hard is, is I don't think there's a single individual in here. Every single one of us would agree that people need other people in their lives. Would y'all agree with that statement? How many of you are involved in a community group? Okay, all right. For the rest of you, sinners. No, I'm kidding. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a heaven or hell issue. It's not. It really isn't. But sometimes you need people in your life close enough to be able to look at you and say, man, you're going to take that thing off? You've been wearing that a long time. I mean, you say you're free, but you're really holding on to that. We let ourselves stay hindered, stay stuck, stay entangled. And sadly, along the way, not only are we missing out on all that God has for us, but we end up becoming a roadblock for the people coming up behind us. Family, loved ones. 
that may be looking to us to see the way and all the while we're showing them our way. Throw off everything that hinders. Everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. The second thing we do, I want to continue in that verse, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let's throw off everything that hinders us, the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Now, I'm going to let you all in on a secret. Number two is this, this line right here, run with perseverance. But, but I'm going to go ahead and lay it flat for you, lay it real, because perseverance is terrible. Nobody likes perseverance. I, we do it if we know the goal, if we know the reason, right? We, 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 we put up with it. But, but ultimately, we, we, don't, we don't enjoy the perseverance. Paul himself, in writing this, if you skip down to verse 12, this is what he says. He says, look, no discipline seems pleasant at the time. It's painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms, your weak knees. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled but rather healed. And what a powerful scripture. I mean, here's Paul telling you in the very beginning, look, you've got to run with perseverance. But look, just so you know, FYI, that, that, that doesn't mean that life's going to be unicorns and rainbows. Perseverance is a struggle. No discipline is easy. It's painful. Nobody ever wakes up and, and, and says, you know what, God? I really, I really think that uh, we've been living a, a hurried, busy life. Lord, if you would please send a global pandemic to slow us down, we would love that. Come on. God, whew, Joe really gets on my ever love and last nerve at work. If, if you could make him more irritating... That way I would learn how to love unloved people, Jesus. That would be amazing. God, if you could make my marriage more difficult right now. We don't pray that prayer. Nobody, nobody wants to have to persevere. So then how do we? How do we push forward? I, I, I was reminded of something just this last week. It was... <laughs> It was through a Facebook post. I'll go ahead and say it. I was on social media. Just whatever. When you're tempted to stop, remember why you started. I remembered back, I'd heard a pastor say the same line. When you're tempted to throw in the towel, when you're tempted to give up on that loved one, when you're tempted to quit, on a family member, on a spouse, on a job. Sometimes it's good to remember why you started in the first place. There's a race that each and every one of us are, are wanting to give up on right now because, because it's getting difficult. It, it could be the job you're in, the tension that you go through, and, and, and I get it. I mean, <laughs> 
If you own a business, you can't get somebody to show up. If you work, if you're just a, an average everyday worker, then, then you, you, just, you can't even make enough money to, to, why go to work? What's the point? I mean, every one of us, we all have our legitimate arguments. We all have what we're saying, and, and through it all, we just, we hurt. There's tension. And we get to that point where we're ready to quit. We're ready to just say, I can't do it anymore. For others, it's, it's a marriage that's fallen apart. Communication's not what it was. And, and I would encourage you, try to remember why it was that you fell in love in the first place. Why did you commit to them? For others, there's people here, I've heard the stories. There's a, there's a, a family member even, not even a friend, but, but a family member that's hurt you. I, your race, the race before you may very well be that, that you're, you're supposed to Learn how to walk in forgiveness with them. And along the way, that other person is going to do everything they can to make that job difficult. But remember why you started that journey. It's when you remember why that it helps you to persevere. Greatest example of all of this is Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's, he knows what's coming. He knows the pain that he's about to endure. He, he knows the heartache, the hurt that is right in front of him. And he says to God, if you can, I mean, if you can, if there's any other way, if you would take this cup from me, if you would, if you would remove this suffering from me, God, that would be great. And then, and then what? And then he remembers why. It says, nevertheless, not my will, Lord God, but your will be done. And in his final moments, Jesus remembered why he started the race. That he came down not, not for his will, but he came down to restore a relationship that God so desired with you. He desired a relationship so badly with just you. That he is willing to give up his only life. Able to persevere even to death on a cross. How do we know? How do we know this is the way? <laughs> that's awesome. Woo! Man, that's good. I just need the music behind it here. Burm, burm. All right, my last point. One, throw off everything that hinders. Two, run the race with perseverance. Guys, here it is. Number three, the last thing we do, coming back to Hebrews 12 and verse 1, sliding into verse 2. We're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us throw off everything that hinders, the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer, the author, the perfecter of our faith. What is it, what is it that your eyes are focused on? What is it in your life going on right now in your world that captures your attention? Because what happens is, is any time that our eyes are focused on, on anything other than Jesus, it, it inevitably will lead you away from Jesus. There was a, 
a moment in Jesus' ministry. We, we, talked, we talked about this, this moment last week as, as Jesus was coming up through Jericho, getting ready to walk up into Jerusalem, the, uh, getting ready for the Last Supper, getting ready for, for the burial, for the pain, the hurt, and all of it, the trial. And he told his disciples, he told them all, I mean, and time and time again, but, but even here specifically, he told them, look, I'm going to Jerusalem to die. But they, they still didn't know the way. They knew the way. They thought they did. Specifically, James and John. James and John come to Jesus and, and they ask him a question. Because again, in, in their minds, Jesus is coming through Jericho. He's, he's going up to Jerusalem. And, and the reason he's doing this is to take control, to take his kingdom. And in their minds, what that was was going to be to kick out all the religious rulers, the hypocrites as they were, to kick them all out, to overthrow this oppressing government that was trying to rule over them, the Romans. They were convinced that Jesus was going to arrive in Jerusalem, kick them all out, and install his new government with Jesus as king. And if Jesus is king, and I'm one of his disciples, then I should be one of the leaders in this new kingdom. I mean, if he's starting a new government, if he's starting something, I I've been with you for the last three years, Jesus. Where where's my place? And they ask him, they look at Jesus, and they say, hey, Jesus, when you enter into your glory, what they're saying is when you've done what you came here to do, overthrow these, these religious hypocrites and, and walk in and just completely annihilate the Roman oppression. When you do that, God, can we, can we sit on your right and your left? James and John, they knew the truth. But their eyes were fixed on their own way, not his way. Their eyes weren't fixed on what God wanted to do through them. Instead, it was fixed on what God could do in them, for them. Gaining position, gaining power for themselves. <laughs> Again, how often do we do the same thing? In, in, instead, of, instead of enjoying the presence of God, we, we find ourselves chasing after all the things that we want from him. Rather than just enjoying him. Not, not that much later, sitting around the table, Last Supper, Jesus with his disciples. He gets to this moment and he tells all of them, look, there's going to be a time when every single one of you, you're, you're going to abandon me. Simon Peter, <laughs> nah, uh-uh. Hard-headed. I love him. No way, Jesus. I ain't, I ain't ever turning my back on you. Uh-uh. I got it. I got it, Jesus. We're good. I ain't turning my back on you. You and me, we're tight. <laughs> Jesus looks at him, says, truly, I tell you, you'll deny me three times. And Peter, along with the rest of the disciples, they're continuing emphatically, I will never turn my back on you, God. It wouldn't be very long before Jesus would be arrested the disciples, every single one of them, Peter included, would, would run, would deny him. 
And in that moment, he would be condemned to crucifixion. He would be beaten, spit on, mocked, a crown of thorns shoved down on top of his head, forced to carry a wooden cross to a hill to his own crucifixion. And along the way, he's doing it alone. The disciples, the the very people that had lived and breathed life with them, the very ones that knew the way, they said they did, were so focused on protecting themselves, protecting what they thought was the best way, protecting their way. Well, if, well, if this is happening, then, then maybe I need to rethink how, how I, what, what, what I thought wasn't maybe real. Maybe I, need to, maybe I need to look at, maybe I need to... And they start to just plan their own way. In one of Jesus' most painful moments of ministry, And again, I ask, how often do we, you and I, do the same thing? Something that God wants us to do, but our eyes are so fixed on on staying safe or or, or looking good or or being cool or or getting this or doing that or or whatever it is. Man, our eyes get so fixated on, on what we need God to do for us that we miss what God is wanting to do through us. What is that thing for you? Instead of doing what's right, sometimes we, we choose the other. What's, what's the easier route, the convenient route, the comfortable route? How often do we take our eyes off Jesus because our eyes end up getting fixated, fo- focused on, on something other than him? As I close, I, the band's going to be coming up. I, I want to close with this. How do you and I, how do we as followers of Christ, how, how do we follow the way? How do we continue to know, God, I, I'm trusting you, I'm believing you, I, I'm stepping out in faith, in confidence. I know this is the way. <laughs> how do we do it? Because the disciples couldn't. And initially, when I think about that, it, it scares me. James and John, I, I mean, these were, these, were, these were like the lightning brothers, man. They were tough. Thunder, it wasn't lightning. Sons of thunder. They were tough. Peter. Peter chopped the ear off of a guy for a Roman soldier for Jesus. And yet when it came down to it, they couldn't keep their eyes focused. They couldn't keep their eyes fixed. How, how, how then am I ever supposed to? When the very people that lived and breathed and ate with him, and, and, and I have to have faith that he even exists because I can't see him, I can't touch him. How then do I live when they couldn't? You see, initially, they heard. They knew the truths. But then there came a moment when they saw the way. The way was resurrection. 
The truths were there. Jesus said it over and over and over again. He told them, this is why I'm going, and this is what's going to happen. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. But it's when they saw the way, when they saw resurrection, when they saw life, all of a sudden, the way that they thought they knew changed, and the way became something real became something alive. It became something that, that, was, that was just so inside each and every one of them that they couldn't help but run out and tell the world, guys, man, something's different. I'm telling you, man, life has happened. Salvation, it's, it's free. It's, it's freeing. It's, it's for you. It's for me. It's for all who would just so much as believe in Jesus Christ. We have work to do. We have to continually throw off everything that hinders. We, we have to run our race with perseverance, and then we have to fix our eyes on Jesus because there's a lot of things that are going to compete for your attention. A job, parenting, God, that, that competes for your attention. It's hard to praise God at 3 a.m. when you're changing the fifth diaper. I'm past that stage. I don't have to worry about it. But for you that are, I really feel for you. <laughs> Look, man, and then some of you, single parenting in that, it's hard. I've heard stories, people's every day, what they're having to deal with, the struggles, the hurt. It's life. It's, it's everyday life. And I, and I hear the stories and I think, man, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't walk that path. I couldn't walk that way. A loved one who's diagnosed with a sickness. Or losing somebody you love. But you and I have the beauty of what the disciples initially didn't. It's called the resurrection. It was the resurrection that showed the disciples the way. They, 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 they didn't get it before. They knew the truths of Jesus, but, but they didn't get the way. His life, his every day, this, this man, you've got to love one another. You've got to love him and love others. And when he did that for them, when they recognized the power of what he did for them, man, they couldn't help but, but have a changed life and focus, fix their eyes on him. How do we live with the confidence that this is the way? Because... Look, that's what Jesus invites us to do. It says, follow me. Take up your cross and follow me. Not just his teachings, but to live a life. Live the way he lived. Love the way he loved. How do we stand in confidence that this is the way? Hebrews 12, 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. I think about Hebrews the faith chapter it talks about Moses it talks about Abraham it talks about all these different like power people but for me when I think about heroes of the faith I think about my mom and my dad I think about people that encouraged me along the way when I wanted to give up when I couldn't do it when I couldn't take a next step leaders that were there to say Corey man we're with you we're standing beside you
And because of those people, because of of being surrounded by, by such a great cloud of believers, throw off everything that hinders. Everything that gets in your way, anything that would keep you from resting in the presence of God who, who wants to just, man, shower you with his love. Throw off everything that hinders the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance, guys, because it's going to be hard along the way. It's going to, it's going to take faith some days when, when you don't know that, it, that it's real or not, but, man, you're just trusting. You're like, God, i I, I got to believe because, because I, there's no hope here, and it's in you that I, I hold hope. And so, God, I fix my eyes. Run the race with perseverance, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Continuing on to verse 2, continuing on into verse 3, it says this. Considering him, consider Jesus, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him, who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Fix your eyes on him. How do we maintain a life that that follows him, that knows this is the way? You throw off everything that hinders. You run the race with perseverance. And you fix your eyes on Jesus. Guys, look, this is the way. (laughs) It really is. I I mean, I look at this, and and, and I think what we do is, is... the church is known for it we hear the way and so we start reading all the truths and and, we, and then we start lining up our lists our rules are this is what you have to do how you have to do it and and you must maintain and and Jesus said if you believe in me believe in me guys I encourage you throw off everything that hinders run the race your race that's set before you run it with perseverance and then fix your eyes on him fix your eyes on Jesus if you'll stand with me as I close in prayer guys I, I, I uh, as I close I, I, I would I know, man, I know there's people here this morning that would, in your heart, you know the truth. In your head, you know the truth. But as far as the way, man, you've been doing life and it's not working. We tend to find ourselves overwhelmed by by the clutters, by by the distractions. And rather than freedom, we we walk in frustration. I pray today that you realize that God's inviting you to throw off everything, everything that would hinder you. 
man, to run your race with perseverance and to fix your eyes on him. If you're here this morning and, and you realize, man, I need a little bit more of that in my life. If you would, just, just raise your hand. I want to pray specifically for you. I want to pray a prayer this morning that helps. If you're tuning in online, if you're, if you're listening in throughout the week, man, same thing. Type in. This is the way. <laughs> man, I, we want to pray for you. Real quick across the room, is there anybody that wants prayer today? It says, Corey, man, I need to fix my eyes on Jesus. I, I, need, to, I need to run my race, not the race that, that, that I think I need to run, but I need to run his race, Lord God. And then yeah, I, most of all, I need to throw off the things that hinder. If that's you, man, just raise your hands as I pray. Heavenly Father, I come before you and I thank you. I thank you, Lord God, that we do have the benefit of, of hindsight. 2020, Lord God, the resurrection. We know the truth and, and then the, the truth, Lord God, we know it will set us free. It's your spirit living inside of us, Father God. It's, it's the resurrection of your son, Jesus, from the grave that, that we now have the, the power, Lord God, the wisdom. Father, I pray that we would develop the discipline, Lord God, to, to keep our eyes focused on you. In a world with so many distractions, Lord God, I pray that, that we would turn our eyes upon you. And Lord, I pray that when we're tempted to stop in the difficult times, when we're tempted to give up, when we're tempted to cop out, tap out, Lord God, I pray, Father, that, that we would open up to the people around us, that we would recognize, Lord God, that there's people around us, that there's brothers, there's sisters in Christ, Lord God, that want to see the best for us. And we would be able to share the very things that are hindering us, Lord God. Because it's in those moments that we experience healing, that we experience freedom, that we experience forgiveness. So Lord God, across this room for people, Lord Jesus, that, that recognize they may have been walking around in their grave clothes for a little long. Father, I pray that there would be a freeing moment this morning. I thank you, Lord God, that because of your son, we can know the way. Not settling for, for the way that we've been doing things, Lord God, but, but more so the way, the, your way. Your way that leads to life, to truth, to freedom. That you've invited each and every one of us into, God. As I continue to pray again with every head bowed, every eyes closed. Look, if you're here this morning, man, I know a lot has gone on this last week. A lot has gone on, I mean, for a while now in people's lives. But if you're here this morning and... and and, and, and you're coming in, and, and, and everything in you is like, man, Corey, I hear you, but, but I, don't, I don't know what it is you're talking about. I don't know about this relationship. If all you've ever been shown or taught is, is some list of rules and demands, and that, that's, that's not Christ. I pray that you know today that you belong. You belong right here. Look, the behavioral, all those other things, man, God's going to work those out when you believe first. You belong right here, guys. And, and in belonging here, I pray, I pray, my prayer for you is that you will one day believe, but that doesn't make or break whether you can stay. You're welcome. You belong. But I'm not going to pass up an opportunity either to share with you the man that Jesus Christ is the only way. And his desire is to live in relationship with you. 
If you're here this morning, you've never, you've never walked in relationship with him. If you're tuning in online and, and you've never walked in relationship with him, you may have thought you knew a way or you may have been told about a way, but you don't necessarily know his way, man. I want to pray a simple prayer for you this morning. It's a prayer of life. It's a prayer of laying down everything that hinders. It's saying, God, I need you. If you're here this morning and you need that prayer, man, if you just real quickly raise your hand. I'd love to be able to connect just eye to eye. I'm not going to call you up, invite you out. Awesome. 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 Guys, real simply, if you'll pray with me, listen, just, just repeat after me. Jesus, I need you. I can't do my way. I need your way. God, help me to throw off everything that would keep me from you. To run the race with perseverance. And Lord Jesus, to keep my eyes fixed, focused on you. I lay down my life and the grave closed with it. God, I thank you for new life. Heavenly Father, I thank you for those, Lord God, that prayed that simple prayer. Just a, a prayer that says, Lord, I, I need you, Lord God. And right now, I thank you so much that today your word says that righteousness is in them. That today, Lord God, your word says that they are changed, they are made new, they are whole, Lord God. And across this room, I pray that we too, Lord, every single one of us would recognize that it's in you that we have been given life new, Lord God. And we don't have to walk around with the baggage, with the hurt, with the pain, with, with, the, with the, the drippings, the, the, the rags, Lord God, that we used to live with. But Father, instead, we can, we can walk in the fullness of who you are. Lord God, I thank you for family for people here today that can lift one another up, that can build one another up, that can encourage one another. Lord God, I thank you for who you are, for all that you're doing. It's in the name of your son we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hey guys, do not forget, y'all have got a tremendous opportunity. Brandon, are you about to reshare it? Yes. Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry, I just wanna give directions. So if you are here for the CF Students fundraiser that we're gonna do, $7 for a burger plate, you'll go out to the lobby and hang a right. You'll head back towards the kitchen. You'll see some students there ready to take your money. <laughs> All right, and then you'll filter back through the kitchen and get your plates. You can take them to go. Here when we get chairs striked, we'll set up some tables and you can also keep them here. But we appreciate y'all coming. Y'all have a great week. Go support our youth. God bless you guys. Y'all have a great week.